0: Greetings, Meltopians! If you've become enthralled by the dark wastes and nightscapes of Meltopia, and want to further explore its Stygian depths, consider joining our Patreon. For two dollars a month you could become a Meltopian and gain access to the darkest artworks, as well as written mythos pieces contained in the Melgrim, entries in Maltopia's own dark encyclopedia, and the legendary Corpus Diabolos, an elite publication containing essays written by the most esteemed dark scholars. For $5 a month, become a feared mailsayer, and gain early access to episodes on the Maltopia and Sleepwake Cycle podcasts and listen to new episodes of our audio series, Tales of Meltopia, The Lost Library, and The Weird Book. And for $10 a month, join the Ranks of the Malsapien, where you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, October's Children, as well as gain access to found recordings discovered throughout the world in The Weird Tapes. But if you're not ready to delve into the pitch just yet, and would rather swim the shallows to test the blackened waters... You can explore our public page which contains our entire backlog of Tales of Meltopia, The Lost Library, and The Weird Book, episodes from the Meltopia podcast, which all together number over a hundred episodes. So, whether you want to become a full denizen of the dark, or simply peruse the public archives, come visit us at patreon.com forward slash Meltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. Now, underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com say hello to a new era of mental health care cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and
1: medication management support 100 percent online you'll experience the all-new cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Thank yeah. you.
1: came twitching arms and blinking eyes quivering livers <laughs> you name the body part fell all around me as I ran the sharp slapping sounds of flesh meeting concrete punctuated the dull wet thump of bodiless heads crashing to the ground blood splashed everywhere from the constant rain of limbs and I was soon covered head to toe in gore I would have loved to ditch those damn slippers if I hadn't needed them to run across that bloody pavement. Squish, squash, squish, squash, squish, squash. I looked back over my shoulder. She was still there, not so much as a drop of blood on her. I had no idea what she would do if she caught me. She was about, I don't know, all of my height, which wasn't saying much. About as beefy, too, and again, that ain't saying much. She didn't have anything in her hands, no visible weapon at all, just a great big smile full of smoldering madness. As I ran, the bones of my mind were beginning to snap and rub together. Little bits of pain began to pop and crunch inside my head. The insanity that had taken hold of the world was trying to get to me, smashing its shoulder against the door of my mind. But something wouldn't budge. Some piece of stubborn sanity had propped itself up against the door, firmly holding it shut, forcing me into the role of some lost sunbeam wandering that night that would not end. And yet somehow... I knew that woman had been sent for me. She was going to put me with all the other newly outdated relics, sunshine, morning strolls, coffee dates, and all the other staples of the previously ordinary world. I prayed for Breakdown, for my mind to split open and start spilling hordes of flying headless clowns into the sky, but it just wouldn't happen. That's when I discovered one small sliver of notable change. I was hungry. I hadn't been for weeks. I knew I wasn't supposed to be. It wasn't part of my new script. I was sure I was intended to be busy piling up dung beetles into my high pyramids or something crazy like that. But all I really wanted to do was eat. A flying foot hit me directly on the head and I had to slow down. I stumbled into the doorway of a laundromat. The crash of the blood-soaked limbs beat a wicked rhythm on the roof. It was like God was using the top of the city as a gigantic bongo drum. I moved away from them that large windows at the front of the place because they gave me a far better view of the chaos outside than I was comfortable with. Namely, Sneaker Lady. She came strolling down through the downpour. She just calmly walked towards the laundromat, smiling her nuttiness into the world already clogged with the stuff, staring at me through all that gore and glass. The rain still avoided her like the plague. As she moved closer to the windows, uh, blood started dripping from the ceiling tiles, and the crash in the body parts under the roof seemed to multiply. She didn't even try to open the door, she just uh, stopped in front of it and stuck her hand out. It seemed like her smile was also becoming brighter, more real-like. I know it's hard to uh, wrap your head around this, but it was like her smile had been muted all along, barely visible from behind the thin plastic curtain of our cheap little reality. It was somehow burning its way through that there divider, showing its true colors. Then, like a thunderbolt, a severed elephant's head smashed down through the roof, taking out that door granting sneakers access to the building. The woman stepped around the head, and the arc of blood spraying from its still flailing trunk always seemed to miss her. Of course, I screamed and ran out the back door. I ran until I crossed beyond the city and into the woods. The body parts were still coming down. The only real change was the sound. The loud smashing was replaced by the cracking and rustling of pots falling through the forest canopy. Limbs falling through limbs, I guess you could say. And the softer thuds as they landed in thickets and underbrush. It wasn't long before I found my salvation, a cave. I practically dove into the thing. I didn't care who or what might have been in it. I just wanted to shut out the signs of that day rain. It was a huge cavern, going far deeper than I expected, and I squish squashed my way inside, hoping I'd just dissolve into the darkness and, and just be done with everything once and for all. Well, I didn't dissolve, but I did collapse into a sobbing heat of blood soaked ruin. And, uh, no. I wasn't crying over my lost family, or even the insanity that had replaced the world. I was crying because I would become so damn hungry. <laughs> it was like a blazing ravenous fire growing inside my guts. To my surprise, I would almost unconsciously begun to stuff my mouth with whatever crawled across that dank stone floor. Spiders and salamanders, it didn't matter none. In they went. I did this for hours until I was full. Soon after I was done gorging myself, I realized I was not alone. There were other things down there with me. Animals of every stripe haunted the darkness around me. The poor things were horribly sad. The world had betrayed them. It had become unnatural, and so there existed no place for them. No place, that is, other than at the bottom of a cave, sharing their misery with a bug-eating human whose feet squelched when she walked. Were they just milled about or slumped against the rocks? I was perfectly safe, mind y'all. Yes, uh, even the biggest bears and cougars were in too much shock to consider eating me. We all sat down there for quite a while. I would long given up on trying to keep track of that time. We all just resting against one another, depressed. Eventually, it occurred to me to do the only thing I could think of to raise our spirits. I sang my little song. Now, I wasn't much of a singer, but the words were easy to find and my throat felt better having eaten. The song just kind of sprang out of me and my new friends sang along with me. We sing louder and louder and harder and harder, longer and longer, until we were all screaming in words in the language of both man and beast. What else could God sound like if not the combined voices of his greatest creations? My Lord, did we ever dance and roar and spin? We were making such a ruckus, but we all thought to hell with the end of the world. We're just singing till there ain't nothing left of us. Now, who you suppose showed up to try to spoil that there party? Yeah, you guessed it. Sneakers. I could see her by the light of our raging song. Still smiling. Still crazy. Suddenly... I could feel the fire in my belly burning through my meal of worms and lizards. I smiled back at her, and I could feel my lips and teeth playing at the limit of my own newer, greater reality. We were still singing when we all rushed her. oh my, were we excited. We were just insane, I tell ya. The foolish little thing had no idea what kind of a family we'd become. What kind of song we were singing. We buried the woman under our combined weight. I was still singing as I ripped and tore at her with my thin painted fingernails. Yet there was something missing from my song. Something that my new family had long understood. That my stomach had been burning for Then it came to me. I plunged my teeth into that woman's chest and I ate her heart. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. You should have heard us howl. I was laughing and gorging at the same time, hugging and kissing my new family. The blood was everywhere. All over my clothes and hands, drizzling down the back of my throat. It was glorious, I tell you. I was happy and I was safe and I was home. I wasn't scared no more. I didn't even miss the old world. In fact, I wanted nothing more to do with it. It's surprising how quickly you can change when you have to. And that was just the beginning. We would change so much, so much more by the time the rest of the world woke up. Speaking of change, I finally got rid of those lousy slippers. The red sneakers were a perfect fit. <laughs> I found the world much more to my liking back then, when everything was simply me and darkness. Even though I was billed from Sunday shoes and daytime television, it was the absence of those things that really cleared me up and put a good sharp edge on me. The doctors made me aware of what I could be. Showed me my calling, I guess you could say. (laughs) But all of that was just a big pile of dry kindling for a fire in my belly. A fire that was just as gigantic as was the world's supply of thick, delicious meat. A fire inside me burned so bright I could actually see by it, for God's sakes. It was like a sun all nestled up deep inside my guts shining across the world through my hunger, letting me see via the spectrum of gluttony. My appetite proved contagious, too. Soon it spread to my new family. It burned away everything that wasn't needed. Eyes, fur, memories, and all other useless organs and systems. We were reborn in hunger, and we loved it. You know that feeling you get when y'all starving, and you finally take your first bite of your favorite food? Now imagine never being full, and sitting down to an infinite buffet table, filled with all your favorites. And then just eating, and eating, and eating, and oh lord, (laughs) that first glorious bite, it just feels like it lasts forever. We were like roaming feigned voids forever gnawing on the world. Hell, I'd have swallowed the whole damn planet if only I could open my mouth wide enough. Eventually, I learned to detect all the empty mouths of the world, glowing like fires burning on faraway shores. I could see em below the earth across the oceans, even hiding behind the dull, liveless eyes salivating from their salty tear ducts. And I knew it was my job to fill all their mouths up. Just by aiming my hunger at them, I could transform their smoldering desires of any type into the burning, single-minded appetite The soft whisper of sharp teeth gliding through tender meat and the sweet rivulets of blood that slide along the tongue. I did it with you. Sure you were, you tamped it down, but it's still there smoldering. I can see it plain as day. It's never too late, you know. Go ahead, family man. Try me. I'm sure I'm delicious. You know what they say. The only thing better than raw is still screaming. (laughs) No, well, suit yourself then. I'm surprised you haven't gotten it by now. It's hardly my fault. I've been forthright with you all along. But my life is is only as long as my story. So I'm certainly not going to spell it out for you now. I could make everyone hungry, mind you, but you'd be surprised at just how many I was able to convert into dedicated carnivores. Funny thing, hunger. Everything being equal, that's all we really are, a collection of small, hungry mouths. I have a knack at consolidating them is all. It feels like I'm making things right, putting all the teeth in a row, you know? Where all they belong in the first place. On second thought, I guess I shouldn't be so judgmental of you. I didn't get it right away either. And I suppose that brings my story right up to the close of the darkness. When I realized what I was. It's not that the epiphany meant much to me. You see, I was too busy being what I was to really care about what I was, if that makes any kind of sense to y'all. My family and I were hunting the hollows of an old paper mill, where I knew lurked a thing made from meat and metal and paper in old ink. I'd seen it cross the black sky one night. It flew on membranous paper wings, written all over with a black pen. Besides being made from paper and black script, it was apparently also a creature of habit, as it made the same trip every night I spotted. After I watched it for the umpteenth time, I followed it as it sailed through the skies on its written wings, dripping the sweetest taste in ink you can possibly imagine. We were quite practiced at hunting by that time. But by no means had we grown so accustomed to hunting and killing and eating that we were bored with it. No, not one little bit. If anything, our song had become stronger, louder, fiercer. We were all smiles and saliva when we crept up the elevator shaft. I remember our claws sinking into steel walls, sounding like an army of madly ticking clocks. When we reached the top of the building, where the roof had been smashed open to reveal the sky, all we found was a little frightened man. His skin was covered in tiny messages, all of which were written in ballpoint. One of the messages written around his neck read, Twist counterclockwise and lift up. (laughs) Now that's a funny one. He lay face down, all tied up with rubber bands. Inside what looked like a gigantic paper nest. For some reason, he was barely visible to me. I'd known far more bizarre things by that time, so it was no cause for alarm. There was uh, a hunger in him, but it was different somehow. I didn't think much of it. After all, uh, meat was meat. As it turned out, I was wrong. The instant my teeth pierced his skin, I nearly threw up. I demanded a little man tell me what he was. As you've probably noticed, my speech isn't exactly clear, so it took him a bit to work out what I had said. Eventually, little man stuttered. I, I was a banker, and, and now I'm just scared. I, I don't know what's happening to the world. Please don't eat me. That's all I needed. It just clicked. I understood. Finally, I knew why I hadn't gone insane like everyone else and why I was able to eat. I realized that I was a leftover from the old world. I was designed to indulge myself and grow fat, complacent, (laughs) and stupid. I was the need to devour the darkness, to guzzle molten potential like it was chocolate milk. My life, My ordinary little rote life, you see, it was too filled with ordinariness, you understand? I was proof against the darkness, and like anything one can't understand, I wanted to destroy the darkness, chew on it, swallow it into my guts and feel it scream and squirm and die. That's why I became blind. The darkness meant nothing to me. I let the little man go. He was useless, after all. He apparently wasn't quite ordinary enough to grow an appetite like mine, and he wasn't imaginative enough to work in the indoor roller coaster industry, or even secure himself a job as an usher within one of the popular underground movie theaters. Most importantly, when I bit into him, he tasted awful. He tasted like he would've if I'd have bitten into him before the darkness. So, off he went. The paper man never did come back to his nest of piled newspapers, but that hardly bothered me. I was too busy thinking about what I'd figured out. Now that's not to say that my realization shook me at all. Like I said before, it was all just so much kindling. Do you find the seed, family man? It could not be more obvious. All things glitter and are not always gold. And to think you had a mind to admire me. Me! <laughs> I dreamed your little dream, little killer. I saw how you pictured me and my kind. Do you still feel that our dead eyes are filled with oceans, precious autumn rain? And that concoction you made out of one of my sleeves. What a joke. It was just a bunch of bones and weeds tied together around a dead woman. Did you know that that woman you decorated with all that crap once got herself pregnant only so she could experience what it was like to eat her own child as she was giving birth to it? (laughs) <laughs> she only stopped gorging long enough to belch and laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a bit of beauty that is. <laughs> and here's another bit of trivia about your muse. Do you know that she regularly slept where I so often squatted out the remains of my many, many meals? <laughs> and you think you made some kind of deep, meaningful art out of her? You really should quit all this art business, family man. Your future lies in comedy. Oh, one more thing I forgot to tell you. One last bit before I conclude my tale. I heal really, really fast.